0: This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Our story today is going to be such a treat. I just can't wait to Mhm. Someone is knocking at my studio door. That's strange. Hold on. Let me see who it is. Hello? Oh. Mhm. How did you find this door? Not exactly Oh, I see. Okay, well well thank you so much, but I'm not interested in a fur comb. There is a squirrel in the oak tree outside who might be interested. Alright. Mm-hmm. Take care. Just watch out for the stack of bowls on the stairs. Well that was a first. I don't think I have ever had a sales rabbit come to my studio door before. I'm not sure why she thought I'd need a fur comb. Now I'm all distracted. I can't even remember what my story is today. Let me flip through it to familiarize myself. Ah, that's right. It's called The Ferret and the Houseboat. Take it away, Remy.
1: Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine them in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go.
0: The first signs were the sprigs of green that forced their way through a crisp layer of frost. The days lengthened just a touch, enough to cause a few observant animals, like the raccoons, to take note. Birds appeared on the slender spindles of the trees. The frost was there one afternoon and gone the next. The sky brightened, shrugging off its blanket of grey. The forest creatures welcomed spring like a long-lost friend, Worms suddenly thawed in the mild weather, rejoiced in stretching and squirming through the soil. Hibernating creatures rose from their beds after months of listlessness, sniffing the air for the scent of a spring buffet. Yes, spring was a magnificent time in the forest— The animals celebrated their return after a long, trying winter. A lightness of heart seemed to come along with the increasing lightness of days. Everyone joined in celebrating the Earth's turn towards warmth and vibrance and renewal. Everyone, that is, except for a ferret. Named Quip Willis. Quip Willis dreaded Spring. He always had, because along with all its wonders, Spring brought a veritable parade of sales ferrets
1: to his door. Ding! Hello there, sir. Just wanted to let you know we are doing free tree washing estimates and, well, I noticed your tree looked like it hadn't been Deedawing. cleaned in quite some time. Can I interest you in an automatic tree trimmer this fine day? We offer happiness guarantees. You get a full refund for any tree damage, angry neighbors, or loss of tail. These are vanishingly and rare. We sell only the finest fur combs, yes siree. I've seen all the fur combs out there, let me tell you. Hello, little fella. Is your mom or dad around? Quip Willis
0: always responded the same way. No, thank you. Goodbye. My fur's fine the way it is. My mom and dad don't live here. Quip was a small ferret, so he was sometimes taken for a child. Over the years, he'd tried many strategies to deter the sales ferrets. He tacked up paw written signs that said, Do not ring my doorbell, and Go away
1: and do not return.
0: They had little effect.
1: What lovely paw writing you
0: have! Did you make this sign yourself? It's the sign of a true craftsman, which is why I think you'll love our nifty tool belts. They've got dedicated. Nothing worked. Signs had no effect, except to discourage the most timid sales ferrets and to encourage the boldest of them. By three weeks into spring, when leaves were sprouting on tree limbs, and baby animals were learning the breadth of the forest. Quip Willis was ready for winter to return. This year seemed even worse than years past.
1: Good afternoon. What a lovely tree you have. We're running a special two-day only on bark. So on a bright Tuesday
0: afternoon, when the fifth sales ferret knocked on his treehouse... Quip felt himself fill up with annoyance. He strode to the door and flung it open. Hello there, little fella. Is your mom or dad? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Seems I need to make use of my own product. See, I'm a certified sales ferret for the Forest Glasses Company. I don't need glasses. Quip said, closing the door. ''These aren't your grandfather's glasses, Mr... uh...'' The sales ferret said, sticking a foot in the door. ''Willis, and my grandfather had perfect vision. Now if you'll excuse me,'' he said, closing the door further. But it caught, and it wouldn't fully close. Quip thought of the spring rains that had blown through a few days earlier. The door must have warped with the change in temperature and humidity. He pushed it again, but it was stuck. One of the sales ferret's big eyes appeared in the crack. You know what? This exact same thing happened on my uncle's houseboat last year. It was quite a pickle, I'll tell you that. We wrestled with that door for hours. Quip Willis's ears perked up at the word houseboat. Anyway, we had to end up taking the whole thing off the hinges, if you can believe. Did you say your uncle has a houseboat? Yes, indeedy. It's a ramshackle old thing. Has a great deal of character, as they say. Lovely view off the deck. Just water and sky. Water and sky, eh? He loves it. But it's gotten to be a lot for him at his age. He's actually trying to sell it. Really? Is it on Paddleton Pond? Lake Sweetwater? Anyway, so about these eyeglasses. They are truly state-of-the-art. You cannot find more. Thank you, but I uh, just remembered I have an important appointment to attend to. Quip said, and he pulled open the door to his tree. He pulled it closed behind him, not caring when it stuck in place. He scrambled past the sales ferret, who shrugged and moved on to talk to Quip's neighbor. alrighty oh sir. Uh, well, I'll come back another time, then. Quip dashed through the forest. For the first time in his life, he was glad a sales ferret had stopped by his tree Lake Sweetwater was serene and beautiful when Quip scampered up to the water's edge. He'd been there a few times, but it was a little ways from his tree, and it had been a while. It was lovely in this springtime weather. Trees lined the lake, leaning over it as if in respectful bows. Quip put a paw above his brow to shield his eyes from the sun and scanned the surface of the lake. He felt a flutter in his chest when his eyes lit upon what had to be the houseboat. It was tied up on the other side of the lake, bobbing gently near shore.
1: Look, uh, it's a nice place, you know. It's nice. It has charm, you know.
0: As Quip approached, he saw two badgers coming out of the houseboat with a ferret trailing behind. They all scampered across a little makeshift bridge connecting the boat to land. I'm so glad you like it. It really is a special. The thing
1: is, it's just too far from everything.
0: At that, Quip's eyes grew wide. I see. It's too remote. I think we'd feel isolated.
1: No one coming to the door?
0: Quip blinked rapidly. Right. No parties? Uh Uh-huh.
1: It's too much peace and quiet for us.
0: Quip felt as though he might swoon.
1: We like a lot of activity.
0: I see. Well, it is possible to relocate it to a different... Eh. (sighs) Eh, I don't know.
1: I think we're just not made for houseboat living.
0: I understand. It's not for everyone. I'll let the owner know you're going to pass. The badgers shook paws with the sales ferret and left, passing by Quip as they went. It's a way too far from Forest Mart. Agreed. Quip watched the ferret from a spot behind a shrub. She was a sales ferret. A houseboat sales ferret. Quip realized this was the first time in his life he was planning to seek out a sales ferret. He watched as she scampered back across the little bridge and disappeared into the houseboat. He finally took a good look at it. The owner's nephew had called it Ramshackle which Quip now saw was a generous term for what he was looking at. The houseboat was old. The paint on its hull was peeling in places. The little wooden house looked run down. The windows were hazy. Every part of it looked ancient, like it was built a century ago. But Quip found that he didn't actually care about any of that.
1: No one coming to the door. Too much peace and quiet. Before overthinking
0: it, Quip scampered out from the shrub to the lake's edge and across the shaky little bridge. Quip was knocking on a door to get the attention of a sales ferret. The irony of this situation threatened to unravel him, but there he remained. And soon, he saw a shadow cross the tiny window set in the door. Oh, hello. Are you Mr. Jiminy? I wasn't expecting you for another... Um, uh, no. Uh, actually, my, my name is Quip Willis. I'm, uh... Quip wanted to say, I will pay anything for this houseboat. But he realized, if he said that, he probably wouldn't get a very good price. So instead, he blurted out, Can I interest you in some eyeglasses? Quip was not wearing eyeglasses, nor did he have any eyeglasses in his possession. If the houseboat sales ferret had said in reply, Why, yes, in fact, I do happen to need a new pair of eyeglasses, he would have had absolutely nothing to offer her. He had no idea why he'd said such a thing. Thankfully, she laughed and said, You're probably the first sales ferret to ever knock on this door, since it's usually in the middle of the lake. I don't need glasses, thank you. Actually, I'm here to sell this houseboat. The owner loves it, but it's a little too much maintenance for him. Really? Quip said, trying to sound casual. "'I've always found houseboats interesting.' "'Oh?' The sales ferret glanced at her wristwatch. "'I have a few minutes before my next buyer arrives. "'Why don't you come in? "'Have a look around.' He was in. He was in the houseboat. It was thrilling. As soon as his paws were inside, Quip Willis was making plans.' His bed would go there. His desk would go in the corner. Yes, everything would fit perfectly. And best of all, no one would knock on his door. The sales ferret, whose name turned out to be Lily, showed him all the features. This couch is actually built in, so it comes with It's well-loved, but in great condition. The houseboat was a bit creaky in places, and the paint was peeling. But it was rather charming. After Lily had shown Quip around, she glanced at her watch. Looks like my next appointment's about to arrive. It was great to meet you, Quip. She began ushering him towards the door. Good luck with your... was it eyeglass selling? Quip... Stopped short. He couldn't leave. What if this Mr. Jiminy bought the houseboat? Quip looked out the window. The sun shimmered on the lake's surface. It was beautiful. Peaceful.
1: No one coming to the door. Too much peace and quiet. I'll take it, he blurted out. Lily's eyes widened. You...
0: I'm sorry, you want to buy this houseboat? I'm not really an eyeglass salesman. I'm sorry I told you that. I shouldn't have. I didn't want to seem too interested. Okay, Lily said, absorbing this strange turn of events. So you want to buy the houseboat? I do. Lily shared the asking price and Quip was pleasantly surprised. It was much lower than he'd anticipated. What a find! Lily went on and on about how they'd priced it, given the long list of repairs. But Quip was too busy envisioning his new life to listen to a word. Yep. Yeah, sounds great. Mr. Jiminy showed up a few minutes later.
1: Hello. Hello,
0: Lily turned him away. I'm so sorry, but it just went off the market. Lily and Quip sat at the little table inside the houseboat. She set out a large stack of papers for him to review and sign. Quip barely looked at them. The only thing on his mind was peace and quiet. He briefly ran his eyes over each page then scribbled a signature at the bottom. "'You might want to read those,' Lily said as Quip tore through the pages. "'I really think you should read all those papers.' But Quip was too excited to read. As soon as he was done signing the documents, "'Quip, I'm going to leave copies here so you can review them when you have time.' He moved in." He sold his old tree in a day and moved his things into the houseboat. Everything really did fit perfectly. His bed was in just the right spot. His desk was snug in the corner. It was sunset by the time he'd settled in. It was time for him to finally do what he'd been looking forward to since he'd set eyes on the place. He strode out the door, kicked away the makeshift bridge, and shoved off from land, using a long paddle to push the boat out into the middle of the lake. Quip eased himself into a little chair on the houseboat's wraparound deck. He watched as the sun set behind the trees. Ah. He fell into a deep, satisfying sleep. The next two days were a dream come true. Quip spent his time puttering around his little house, reveling in the quiet. In the evenings, he relaxed on the deck, listening to the bullfrogs in the distance and a fish swimming to the surface of the lake. On the third day in the houseboat, Quip was cleaning. He knew there were some things to fix, but first he wanted to make his home look and feel as nice as he could. Then he'd get right to work addressing some of the more pressing issues— They were written down somewhere in that stack of papers Lily had left for him. Quip was below deck, clearing out some cobwebs. When he felt something cold against his feet, he looked down. Hmm? Where's that coming from? There was water, a thin layer of water across the surface of the floor. Quip looked around for the source of the water. He checked the sink, thinking perhaps he'd left the tap running. But it was still and silent. The water kept coming. Soon his feet were covered. Quip furrowed his brow, wondering where it could be coming from. He dashed up the stairs to the deck of his houseboat and looked around for clues... Just off the side of the boat, a fish leapt out of the water, then disappeared back beneath the surface. And that's when it hit him. The water was not coming from inside his houseboat, the water was coming from the lake itself. Oh no quip dashed below deck the water was up to his ankles then his knees quip grabbed a bucket he filled it carried it up the stairs and tossed the water off the boat but by the time he'd returned to fill it again the water level had risen quips houseboat was sinking Everything went quickly after that. Quip gathered up everything he could, his valuables, a food stash, and grabbed the little raft stored on the deck. With his heart in his throat, he reluctantly set the raft into the lake. He hesitated a second, looking back at his houseboat. His peace, his quiet... But there was no time. Quip Willis hopped onto the raft just as the houseboat began to lurch downwards. He watched as his new life sank beneath the surface of the lake. It was amazing how quickly the water swallowed it up. Soon the boat was nowhere to be seen, just a few bubbles floated to the surface in its wake. And then, nothing. The lake was tauntingly peaceful after devouring a ferret's dreams. Quip floated aimlessly on the little raft, with no idea of where to go or what to do. Several ducks quacked at him, and he wondered if they were criticizing his life decisions. Then he heard something rustling against his raft. Papers. It was a bunch of papers floating on the surface of the water. Quip grabbed one of them and smoothed it out on the raft. It was one of the papers Lily had given him. The letters were blurred, but, with effort, he was able to make them out. His eyes lit upon a single, alarming line, halfway down the page. Please be advised, this houseboat is prone to sinkage. Signing this form indicates your acknowledgement and acceptance of all risk. Quip's mind flashed to Lily's repeated comment. I really think you should read all those papers. Hmm. It took Quip a few days to find a new tree. It was smaller than his old tree, and in an area with greater paw traffic, his doorbell rang more than ever. One day, a sales ferret came to his door to
1: sell candles. Bees are made with pure beeswax. We deal directly with the bees, and if you know anything about bees, they can be a tricky sort to do business with. Quip wasn't listening. He was
0: nodding absently, waiting for a polite moment to say, No thank you and go back to fixing his table, which had a crack in the top of it. What do you say? The sales ferret consulted her wristwatch.
1: I only have a minute. I have to help my aunt move out of her barn this afternoon. So if you'd like a candle... Quip blinked. A barn, you say? Quip's mind filled
0: with pictures of an idyllic farm with a pond where he could go fishing. He pictured quiet animals like cows who spent all their time eating grass and none of their time selling things like tail socks.
1: Yes, it's on a farm out beyond the forest. But really? Uh where where is this farm? It's just south of the forest, past the poplar grove. Really? It's really a shame. My aunt is moving because the farmer just acquired a highly aggressive pig. It's a real nightmare, let me tell you. Every animal is fleeing for their lives at this point.
0: But Quip Willis didn't hear the rest of the sales ferret's words.
1: Sir, did you want to purchase a candle?
0: Quip dashed past the sales ferret, out of his tree, and scurried off in the direction of the poplar grove, towards the farm, towards his new life. I hope you loved the story. Oh, there's my door again. Whatever it is, can wait. I'll get to it when I get to it. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to Remy for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the premium subscribers who supplied sound effects used in this story. Thank you to Hannah, Maxwell, Jeremiah, May, Easton, Elodie, Margaret, Annabelle, Coco, Riola, Mylise, Sophie, Alba, Kieran, and Arrow. And thank you, as always, for listening in.